Welcome to Keep Calm and Homeschool On. You guys, it is nearly 8 o'clock a.m. and I am just doing my podcast now and my house is starting to stir. I can hear it happening. There's cars driving by. There's my, my heat is turning on because it's cold this morning and fall is here. So there may be some background noise this morning, but you know what? That's just the normal background noise of homeschool mom life. So I'm going to trust that you guys are going to totally understand where I'm coming from and, and embrace that background noise. And I'm going to get started. Today's episode is kind of for those of us that are feeling a little bit of homeschool panic, okay? I'm seeing it happen. I'm seeing it posted in my groups. I'm seeing threads come up. It's the panic of school starting and I don't feel ready. I'm still waiting for curriculum or I have my curriculum, I don't really love it, or my house is disorganized. All right, so today's episode is titled Help. I'm not ready. And hopefully it is going to give you some help, if nothing else, just even some personal experiences from myself that, you know, you're not alone, you guys. You're not alone in feeling not ready. And we're going to even have some fun with it. We're going to create a hashtag that we can use to even create a sense of community around this homeschool phenomenon, which is not as uncommon as you might think. So if you're like me, you may have a cup of coffee in your hands. That cup of coffee may be getting cold. So go and heat it up in the microwave and let's dive in to this super exciting topic that we have planned for this morning. So I'm a really, really good identifier. Not so good on the whole follow through and fix the problem part, but I'm good at identifying the problem. And I do know that that is the first step, you guys. When you're feeling panic, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling like, oh my goodness, I can't do this, and you can feel it rising and you can feel it building, the very first step is to identify where that's coming from. And sometimes it's a snowball effect. Often it's a snowball effect. It's usually not just one thing. It's a combination of things. It's your expectations that you are going to start on this day and you feel like you can't. It's your expectations that maybe, you know, your house is disorganized and so you don't have dinner on and you feel a little panicked that your expectation of your homeschool day isn't what you thought it would be, or you're still waiting on something, whatever it may be, it's often a combination of different things. There's still last minute, you know, get togethers and company and things happening and, and you're trying to keep up and it is making you feel progressively stressed and, you know, panicked about the idea of starting back at school. So identifying, making yourself a little list of some of these things can help you figure out what you can actually change and what you can't. Because a lot of the times, and this is for someone out there right now that needs to hear this, if there is nothing that you can change, then it's the only thing you can change is your expectations. The only thing you can change is you your attitude, your expectations, and your own stress level. So you can you can help manage your stress better. You can eliminate some of the stressful things in your life. But for example, if you're waiting on curriculum and it's not in yet and you are panicked that you can't start, well, there's in that situation nothing you can do to change it. You're going to have to deal with it and find ways to deal with it and start somewhere. If you're an all or nothing person, sometimes we don't want to start because we don't have our perfect expectation laid out. 
but you're just going to have to start. And, you know, when your stuff comes in, you can slowly get into it by getting into that rhythm and that routine. So there's lots of different things that it can look like. There's lots of different reasons that we feel this way. I'm going to share with you some of my own. I'm going to share a little bit of my personal story for this year because you guys, this is year seven, okay? Year eight, if you count preschool. Plus I was homeschooled, right? Right? I know I keep bringing it up, but it's because it's who I am. (laughs) But I was homeschooled myself for most of my growing up years. So I have this this experience, this vast knowledge of the homeschool world, and yet here I am feeling not ready. And I was just saying to my husband last night, you know, I feel like it's not that I'm not, I'm probably in some ways more ready than I have ever been, but I still feel like it is not my perfect, you know, reality of what I was hoping that it would be. I was hoping my entire house would be organized at this point. And partly because I have a different reality than probably most of you, but with my blog and with my job and different things that I have going on. And so I wanted everything to be organized because really the only way that I can manage homeschooling, my home, my husband, um, my ministry, my job, and myself is if I am very, 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 very organized on top of things and I'm not stuck in big project mode, which I'm a little bit in right now. I'm still stuck in big project mode. So I'm going to give you details. Let's just, let's just share the nitty gritty details. So right now I'm sitting in my schoolroom, which has also become my studio. Um, I do recording videos, so I have my lights set up. I have my big, huge computer, which was downstairs. I have a desk for it, and I've brought it up and put it on my school table because I don't want to work in my dingy basement, and my dingy basement is very disorganized as well. So that's another big project looming on my shoulders, you know, in the back of my head. Every once in a while, someone goes down there and gets a little annoyed, and, you know, my husband goes down. He's like, we got to deal with this, and then I'm like, well, just just add that on to my shoulders because, you know, I can't right now, but... I know it needs to be done and so it's just in the back of my head always of something I should be and could be doing. So that's kind of my schoolroom as you walk in. Now my table is just there's books. There's there's lots of books. I don't know if you had seen I had a galvanized tin thing that I put some crayons and stuff in and I have since now that I've been working on my kitchen, decided that that's going to be our fruit bowl. So there are now crayons and pens and pencils and and books and old school books and papers from binders. And it is a hot mess up in here. And I can't even turn my head to look on the floor, but we can't walk on the floor, really. Like I kind of had to maneuver stuff to move my bench out so I could sit on it. So my expectation was that this school room was going to be very, very beautifully organized and set up so that we could sit in here and actually do our school in the school room that I made and worked really hard at. And yet here we are. It's Tuesday and we're doing school in the living room with our bins because no one can walk in the school room. So that's kind of one of the things that I did not get accomplished that I was hoping to. I've been in big project mode, which has been you know, negatively impacting my ability to manage smaller projects that are probably a higher priority. I've been focusing on making benches for my kitchen table. I refinished chalk painted my kitchen table. I've painted my whole kitchen. I made a beautiful coffee bar and so and shelves and different things. So I've been staining and painting and cutting and sanding and and focusing on trying to get my kitchen done. And I feel in my head almost panicked that I want to get my kitchen completely done before I feel like I can switch gears and focus on 
school and fall and everything that I have going for this. So my house is slowly getting there. My kitchen is now mostly done and my main floor is mostly organized. There's always laundry looming that you know you kind of discover as you clean the upstairs. But my schoolroom is still something that's on the list. And I do feel like while I am semi-organized, I, I wish it was more. And I wish that I still had, you know, things completely done so that today could be that day. And the other thing, you guys, is the early morning, 6 a.m. wake up, which really for me is an absolute must, but I still have not gotten out of the rhythm of going to bed really, really late. So we canceled Netflix. We have no cable. We only have Netflix and we canceled that. It goes into effect September 12th. But I'm really hoping that's going to make a big change and that we'll go to bed at a more decent time so that I can get up at a more decent time because I have to, in order to be as effective as I want to be, I need to wake up in the mornings. And at this point, going to bed at midnight, 6 a.m. is just not happening. So um, so it's just not what I wanted. I want, my, I want to wake my kids up at 7 a.m., but they're going to bed too late. And I feel like, okay, well, we can't get into rhythm routine. I am an all or nothing person. And so I have the tendency, my natural tendency is to just, just say, okay, well, we're not doing anything then. I'm just going to get myself fully organized so we can do it all. But the reality is, is that even if I do that, there's going to be things that come up, sickness and other things. And then I'm going to be disappointed and frustrated because now I've, I've tried my hardest. I've done everything I can. And when things still don't look what I want, then I have a tendency to get very, um, very down on myself. So now I'm feeling like a failure and frustrated and overwhelmed in a different way. So knowing myself and my perfectionist tendencies, I'm well familiar with this feeling. I know that A, there's some things that I need to do and there's some things I need to let go. Um, I need to get my schoolroom organized so we can walk in here, but I need to probably let go of my expectation of a perfect homeschool day so that we just start. So whether my kids wake up at nine, I wake up late, we all sleep in, I still need to just wake up and start our routine rather than feeling like, well, but I was hoping we would be starting school at 8.30. Okay, well, that's not happening. So instead, we're going to be starting school at 10.30 and maybe that's this whole week and we're going to do a little less and we're just going to slowly acclimate ourselves to homeschooling again and routine. So for me, it's a combination of letting go, adjusting what I can adjust, and, and constantly figuring out um, that tenuous balance, right? So that's been a little bit of my reality. I have to fit in work in the afternoons. Right now I'm trying to fit it in in the evenings too. And obviously here I am podcasting at eight in the morning, which is not supposed to happen. So there's a lot of things that I have to do that you know, I'm behind on or I feel the pressure on and it's just it's just something that I've got to find ways of managing, balancing, changing what I can change and accepting what I can't. So the reason I want to share with you my personal story, I know not everybody can relate to the chaos of, of how much I work and those pressures and expectations, but I, I do know that this feeling of overwhelm, this feeling of I'm not ready, this feeling of expectation and the pressure that we face is not just me. I know that that is a common, common, common thing, especially this time of year. And in some ways, it's kind of like having a baby. It's like maybe you start off really, really great. It's three weeks later that all of a sudden now you are no longer able to maintain it and you start to get really, really frustrated and overwhelmed. And, you know, so depending on when you listen to this podcast episode, whether it's now when things are going great and you're like, I don't need this. I am organized and I've got everything under control. Okay. But what about next month? The point that I'm trying to make is not, okay, I'm a hot mess because we all know that. The point that I'm trying to make is that when we hit the wall, because the wall will come, 
where we feel like there's too much going on or we're overwhelmed or things aren't looking what we want, we have to choose between those options. We have to look at it and identify it. Make yourself a list list of what is the problem? Where am I feeling overwhelmed? Why am I feeling overwhelmed? And then you have to figure out what can you change? What can you adjust? What can you tweak? What's on you that you can actually change? And what things can you not change? And then you need to accept the things that you cannot change. I can't change my kids are sick. Yeah, it's kind of putting a dent in my plans. But hey, that's life. So I can't change that. So what am I going to do to help myself manage my stress about that? Because to be stressed about it is kind of pointless, right? And so it's it's starting to create this, this coping mechanism of dealing with that panic, that overwhelm, so that you can deal with what you can and have a step-by-step plan. Okay, I'm going to sit down and make myself a list. I'm going to star everything that I... I can change and I'm going to, you know, try to figure out and talk it over with my husband and kids. Maybe we need more structure. Maybe we need, you know, the kids need to know what they're doing. Maybe we need to be starting earlier. Maybe we need to be starting later. And you start to identify the problem areas and make some changes. And then you just accept what you can't change and you move on. You move on. You adjust your expectations. People say to me, how? How do I adjust my expectations? You just do it. You just do it. You just let go of the pressure. You tell yourself, this is my reality, okay? Those of you that have nursing babies or you're pregnant or you got a newborn or a toddler running around that requires a lot of time and attention, I've had a lot of people like that come to me and say, okay, but how do you, you know, you have all this time and you've got this and you've got that and your kids are more self-sufficient and they're cooking and they're cleaning and, and, and how did you manage it when you were in my stage? I survived, when I was in that stage. When I had kids in diapers and I was nursing and trying to do school in between nursing babies and dealing with toddlers and keeping everyone busy, I survived. And it wasn't perfect and it wasn't pretty all the time, but I survived. And I can tell you that if you're in that stage, sometimes you just need to accept the fact that it's not going to probably be what you want it to be because you are in a, a stage of life that requires more of you for your other kids at that point. And that's going to shift. That's going to change. And when it does, you'll probably really enjoy that process. But, but there's stages in our lives that sometimes are just totally unavoidable. And you can't compare yourself to somebody else and look at their homeschool and, and think and then therefore carry those expectations onto yourself because your family dynamics are different. And I know I talk about family dynamics a lot, but those are so important, you guys. It's important to identify your own family dynamics so that when someone's saying to you, this curriculum or this schedule or this routine changed my life and it's going to change yours too, okay, salespeople, I can be a little bit like that. <laughs> those those moments when you feel like, oh, well, if I just had the life of Rebecca, if I could just implement every single thing that she does, then my life would be perfect. And then you need to sit down and you need to say, why is that not feasible for me? Ah, because I'm nursing, because I'm pregnant, because I'm breastfeeding. Rebecca's not in that stage right now, so I can't compare myself to her because her kids are older. Okay, I've got 11-year-old that that cooks and I've got a, 
a 10 year old that cleans and I'm coming into close to babysitting age, you guys. Things are different. My older kids can work more independently. It's, it is a completely different world for me now than it was five years ago. And if you're in the five years ago stage, then you cannot compare to where I am now. But what you can do is you can look at me and you can say there's hope and it gets better. For those of you that are out there that are like, you know, it's just going to get harder and harder. The more kids I have that are going into school, mm, kind of, the more you're dividing yourself. But as you have more and more kids doing school, your older kids are able to do it more independently and it balances itself out. And teaching older kids is, in my opinion, and not everybody agrees with this, lots of people love the younger foundational stages. But for me, the older my kids get, the more I can discuss with them, the more that they're not whining about writing because writing is becoming just kind of a little bit of a way of life. And we get to actually now enjoy the process of learning. I love it. I love homeschooling more and more and more the older my kids get. And so when I'm looking at, you know, well, he could take this online course or something, I don't want to give it up. I don't want to give up my time because I love the older stages. So there's hope. You can look at other people and you can have hope for when your life is in a different stage. But again, not comparing yourself and being realistic about where you're at in your life and where you're at right now. We, I mean, we could talk big, we can talk small, okay? Big life stages, or we can talk small. Okay, you're waiting for your curriculum. Well, don't compare yourself to somebody else who's doing their schedule and routine and wish you were them when you still are waiting for your curriculum. So the other thing that I have not talked about that is also, I think, very real at this point is that as we're sitting down and we're going through our books and we're talking about, you know, starting or we are starting, sometimes there's a little bit of a curriculum letdown, okay? You, you start, you work on it, and you feel really, really, really disappointed um, about some of the things you've chosen or you think maybe I made a mistake or maybe these aren't the right fit. So when you're at that point, Give it a shot, you guys. I really recommend give it a shot. Use it for a while. Sometimes you just know. Sometimes you're like, this is not my homeschool style. This is not my value. This is not working for my child. And I don't even want to waste my time. Then you might be in a point. You might be in a, a place right now where you're even still looking for curriculum. Where you're like, okay, I thought this was going to work. It's not. So I'm still in the market for something for science or for socials. And I you know, need to find something that is better fit for our family. So if you're in that stage, again, work with the other subjects that you do have. Get going on those. Get your kids to just read books or watch videos and get creative with it while you're searching and researching. And, and obviously... Take your time. So if we've already made one mistake, and I'm not saying this just for you, I have done the same thing. There are some things this year that I think we're already going to tweak and we've barely started. <laughs> so for us, you know, we're doing what we're doing and I really want to take my time with making sure that what I use now we're committed to because I can't continue to do this and I don't want to hop around this year with our curriculum. I review a lot of curriculum and so we do hop quite a bit even just to review and that's really difficult the older my kids get and it's difficult for me with how much I work now of I need some consistency. So we're really working on developing some some consistency and you know really sticking with what we're using but I have to make sure that what we're using is feasible for me I cannot teach 
all these different kids at their different levels of science or socials. And so that's a reality. And depending on if you're with a charter school or DL, if you're here in Canada, or if you have total autonomy, sometimes we have to keep up with what kids are learning in the school system. And we have to have some accountability for this is kind of what your kids need to be learning. Well, now, even if you chose curriculum you loved, if it doesn't actually help accomplish what you need it to accomplish, then now you have to add more stuff to meet different outcomes and it becomes more and more stressful and more and more on your plate. So you might be thinking, all right, I need something that can just do it all. So there is stuff like that out there. What I'm saying to you is if you're in that stage right now and you feel like you ill-prepared because it's not it's not going to work and you can already see and identify that, then I encourage you to start with what you can. Just start with what you can. Do your morning basket, do your math, do whatever, and then leave room for the rest of the stuff to, to come. Okay, so that's mainly what I want to talk to you guys about. I wanted to talk to you guys about that overwhelm, that feeling of panic. And I want to do a hashtag because I feel like there is a huge community of people that feel not ready for homeschool. So that's a hashtag, hashtag not ready for homeschool. I want to see it on Instagram. I want to see it on Facebook. I want to see your pictures of not ready for homeschool and you doing school anyways. So whether that's a picture of you guys doing school Okay, just doing school and everyone would think, oh, look, they're homeschooling, but you don't feel ready, then hashtag not ready for homeschool. Maybe it's a picture of your disorganization. Maybe it's a picture of you curriculum shopping or your computer screen while you're looking for stuff or you still sitting down and doing lesson planning. Whatever may be, not ready for homeschool. Hashtag it because what it's going to do is you guys are going to go search that hashtag it's going to create a, a community of people that you can go and look and feel, ah, I'm not alone. And that is one of the biggest things I am passionate about as a homeschool mom is to share my imperfections. Do you think that I like to share my stories of, of chaos and overwhelm? And I wish that I could stand in front of you guys and say I have it all together, but I am so incredibly passionate about sharing my failures, not just, I know I can help people because I've tried so many different things and I know that I have lots of tips and advice, but, but I also know that just sharing my failures is probably one of the most beneficial things that I can do because many, many people don't see that. Many people don't do that on social media. They don't share their failures. And so it makes everybody feel isolated and alone that they are in this world of, well, everyone else has it all together, but not me. And that's so not true. No one else has it all together. No one else does. And people that do have it all together in the homeschool world are often lacking in other areas or they are are not doing other areas of their life that maybe you are. Okay, so maybe they have a house cleaner coming to help them, or maybe they're perfectly managing their homeschool, but they can't really relate to you because you've got double the amount of kids, or you have a job, or you're involved in ministry, or you have so many other things that you're juggling in your life that that they aren't. Whatever it may be, all our lives are so incredibly unique, and our journeys are unique, and our, our passions, our interests, and our priorities are unique. So we cannot sit there comparing ourselves. And when we can be more real and authentic, it helps people feel less isolated, less alone, and more like they're a part of this collective journey of motherhood, whatever that may 
look like for you, homeschooling or not homeschooling, of motherhood, of being passionately invested in our children. And so I encourage you to use this hashtag. I know that we say we're going to do it and then we don't because we get busy or whatever else. But I encourage you to use this hashtag and I encourage you to research this hashtag and to see what you find, comment and engage on other people's stuff. And let's start encouraging one another where we're at and relating with one another where we're at because that's going to come back to you when you are posting something that you feel like panicked about and other homeschool moms are surrounding you and encouraging you and saying, hey, I totally get it. You know, I've totally been there. How can I help? Or, you know, just hugs because I know that there's probably nothing you can do about it, but you know, you'll get through it and there's hope on the other side. So there you have it. That's all I wanted to talk to you about today is when I'm feeling overwhelmed and the help I'm not ready school is starting school is here and whether or not you feel ready we're going to start in some capacity likely and so as you're getting into it as you're finding your rhythm and routine amidst the pile of books and the the lack of lesson planning or the the messy house or the big projects on your shoulders or whatever may be happening in your life and your home find the joy in the moment. Find the joy in the moment. Enjoy the process and let it be a process. Don't expect it to be everything all at once. Let it be a process. Start with even just your morning basket. That's what we did last week. We just did our morning basket and our math. And now we're going to be implementing a little bit more and just have lower your expectations by starting really small and building rather than everything at once. I really encourage you to do that, you guys. I really encourage you to see your day as a whole and make it more about the experience and the atmosphere. And I know I talk about that a lot, but that's because it's something that needs to be talked about a lot, in my opinion. And I feel like will encourage you and will help you to be more successful at this in the long term if you can adjust your expectations. So that's all I got. If you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button here on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're at. I would love to have you subscribe to my podcast. I would love to have you review my podcast because I need more reviews so that it gets seen by more people. So it just takes a few seconds. You can start it, you can review it um, and let me know what you think of it. And otherwise, you can always come over and listen to it on my blog, homeschoolon.com. And you guys, I I need ideas. So if you have something you want to see here on my podcast episode, I've got some exciting interviews coming up, but then I would love for you to share with me. So you can always email me, Rebecca at homeschoolon.com and tell me what you want to hear about here on my podcast. And I just may talk about it next week. So have an amazing, amazing, amazing start to your homeschool year and drink lots of coffee and tea. And when all else fails, keep calm and homeschool on.